You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sudwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup that we complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture as I said they're joined by Hamlin and Sidgwick's look ahead to Raw tonight and quite exciting show to look forward to Hamlet Extreme Rules go home show and all the fallout of Big E being WWE champion and then quite quickly rushing that bloodline new day match <laughs> guys 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 it's a great week to be a wrestling fan uh, <laughs> you got the new day against the Usos and Roman Reigns tonight you got Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson on Wednesday night. Let me be the first, the first to tell you that you don't need to pick between the two. <laughs> you can you can just enjoy both. As I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but you can just enjoy <laughs> both. It's a great time to be a fan. And I, for one, uh, am sick of people using matches like this for us, the fans, given to us, the fans by WWE, as reasons to pick sides. I'm, I'm sick of it, and I'm ready to welcome all of the wrestling fan base to Monday Night Raw for a show that won't be two hours and 45 minutes of desperately sad, dull, life-wasting, time-sapping garbage, followed by a hot main event that doesn't get a finish. It's just a great week to be a fan. <laughs> I just, I'm looking forward to this. I just love the idea of the fact that we had a show dominated by Tag Team Turmoil, building to a tag match, now... One of the one half of the team that won it has got a broken rib, and I think they'll never mention it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to tonight's show. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I'm forecasting two separate bloodline appearances. Ergo, that's like a 12 minute skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I know the point is you're meant to bask and register the sheer dominance of the bloodline, Roman Reigns and the Usos, they take their time to get to the ring because they run this town. Not New York City. <laughs> you know that AEW runs New York City with those uh, ticket sales and those attending that attendance. But 
the idea is that they move at their own pace. They set the pace in WWE. God damn it, we will bask in how great they are. And uh, right, I've done that once. So every subsequent occasion, <laughs> I will just skip the entrance because it's a load of uh, it's a load of old uh, bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, uh, Hamlet, when you yeah. watch this very slow entrance, it's not the Undertaker, is it? But even then, I want no. the old uh, racist bully to hurry up. But doesn't quite have the same majesty. What do you think of the entrance? It doesn't have out and out. It's not got any menace. It's more time. The thing is, it's more time for my take is that it's Michael Cole and Pat McAfee's opportunity to shine rather than the bloodlines. They get to spend so long talking about how incredible Roman Reigns is, about how we all eat because the tribal chief feeds us that it doesn't really matter that they don't ever tell any stories with <laughs> because, the, because the commentators have done it for you. It allows for, it's ironic because obviously they, the entrance goes on so long and the commentators say so much that it allows Roman Reigns to repeat what's just been said very slowly. And all of a sudden you're halfway into SmackDown and you do not need to book any matches or stories. It's, it's smart, smart. They earn that billion dollars by producing so little and getting so much television time out of it. And you're right. Of all the nights to welcome that type of production, a three-hour Monday Night Raw is exactly that. Is there not, we've got a, on the list, sorry to jump ahead a little bit, we've got a biggie championship celebration. I'm mm. very pro, I'm very pro the bloodline, broadly speaking, because I, I tend to like the matches enough and the characters are so focused upon that they kind of, like they, they get me through force of will. This means multiple bloodline stuff. If there's a biggie celebration, multiple New Day like, can they not just wrap the remainder of the dreadful raw dirge in about an hour and just give the rest of the show to the, the six people who are actually interested in? I would welcome this those very special episodes, a bit like the um, the time when Seth Rollins went like four hours and it was like, it was the greatest wrestler, my brother. Like, let it be one of them. Or it's just a big night for six wrestlers we enjoy and the rest can just make up the numbers. Yeah, it does feel like this show is going to be topped and tailed by this. And uh, as we alluded to on our podcast over the weekend, a biggie. He's one of the few people who probably won't save Monday Night Raw, but certainly can bloody improve from what he used to be. Um, it's difficult, this, Sige, because we, we, let's talk about this match that we get, that's been advertised, the Bloodline versus the New Day, a match that we were discussing just a few days ago as you know, genuine pay-per-view quality, real sort of high stakes. Like You could genuinely build the main event of, sort of Survivor Series around this. And they're giving it us on free TV, which we should be thankful and lick the boots for. But, oh, God. But we all know that, or we all believe, anyway, this isn't going to a finish. I don't expect as much. There are various people they want to protect. Um, They probably don't want to beat a team that Big E is in. They probably don't want to beat a team that Roman is in. So that leads one to be cynical, given that about, what, 70-80% of TV matches don't end in a satisfactory or meaningful finish. They could always pin Jimmy Uso or Xavier Woods. Oh. But at the same time, like at least pinning an Uso, Roman Reigns can give them the stern bollocking and we can pretend that one of them is going to be a babyface in the aftermath and that's not happening. But at least it'll get the nerds on side and say that, ah, oh, tensions in the bloodline, LTST. Like Roman Reigns can glower at them. He's, they have failed him in his eyes before. They can pick that thread up and drop it and pick it up. And, you know, it's like stick man. You ever read stick man to a kid? Mm. 
I hope you haven't because you don't have any. But like, I'll fetch it, <laughs> it and fetch it again and drop it and fetch it. Uh, I can just do whatever the hell I want with this bloodline stuff and people get gaga over the idea that it's absolutely brilliantly well thought out uh, long-term storytelling. So they could pin Jimmy Uso. I think, and I, I'm, I know I'm often suggesting outlandish things on these previews, but let's be honest, I'm, I'm usually right. Um, I think tonight, Hamlet, I genuinely believe this might happen. We could see the Hurt Business reunite. There's three men on each side of the ring for this. Bobby Lashley needs someone in his corner because as an MVP got a broken rib in kayfabe and they've not done out with bloody Shelton or Cedric since then. So yeah, just put them back together. Ah, oh, you bastard. Hurt Business reunites on Raw? The <laughs> <laughs> bastard who didn't realise that they just looked nice and suits him involved in like wretched never-ending <laughs> programs of the Polo Crews. And I'm going to get excited because of you and your bullet points. What do you it's have to not, say yourself? What do you it's have not to- an abysmal show. He's not just doing this for the bullet points, although that's obviously a big factor, as it was last week. The MVP sort of did this, didn't he? He did bring this up, MVP, mm. that there was uh, murmurings about it and people were pissed off that, it, that they were broken at the first time. It's not a bad shout. And, uh, you know, I mean, you were right. Some- I should apologise to you. Acknowledge me for 20 minutes. Hi, <laughs> some, uh, some different people to look at in the minute, about five minutes that will get used effectively. So why not? Uh, but nevertheless, we're also getting, a, as you mentioned, Hamlet, a championship celebration for Big E, which if they're put, allowed to put themselves anywhere near it, the New Day should make loads of bloody fun. Yeah, there's a, a network documentary kicking around somewhere. I can't remember which one it was. Otherwise, I'd isolate the clip and play it on Twitter. Uh, where, you know, when they came out the cereal box, awesome entrance, WrestleMania 32. Xavier Woods, uh, as creative as we know he all is, had this even more outlandish pitch that apparently he was like halfway along to getting approved. He'd drawn, he'd got to the trouble of making actual blueprints, I think. Um, and then for whatever reason, just got nixed and we had the cereal box and it was great in the end anyway. But he wanted them to fly out of the giant arse of a unicorn <laughs> at the time. And that is, that's New Day stuff, isn't it? And they've had a week to, not maybe not had a week to prepare for a Big E title celebration, but probably had in mind something along these lines, knowing that they could all get together and chew up a bit of TV time and chew up a bit of scenery with it. Um, there's lots and lots of reason to have faith that they could have an awful lot of fun with this. Earnest fun. Like genuinely rare are these, rare do these celebrations even feel like celebrations. You get there, especially when it's a baby face, you get pyro, you get balloons, and then you get a challenger come out and it just feels like any other promo train, just well decorated. Because it's a new day, like they could make this quite entertaining. Just a bit of, a bit of light relief on one of these heavy, laggy Monday night rolls. Well, this is what I was alluding to earlier. I don't know where this celebration fits in mm. because it's Monday Night Raw. The main event has been set, but the main event has to be set in the process of Raw happening because people might not see the match graphic or whatever. So I don't think it'll be a big, nice thing for Big E. WWE's not a nice company. Instead, <laughs> championship celebration will open the show. And I can't do Roman Reigns' music. What does it sound like? <laughs> And then there's the big CGI roaming. Oh, Christ almighty. Yeah, you get the celebration for a bit and you get your first of two very long and also very convenient bloodline entrances. And then they'll do a bit of verbal sparring 
and then there'll be some kind of physical confrontation. The bloodline will retreat, and then you'll be reminded that at the main event of the show is that. So I don't think it'll be a nice celebration for the New Day. I just think it'll be a copy and paste setup for a match that, unless either champion changes, is just going to make Survivor Series boring. When at the very least, at the very least, Survivor Series, due to the fact that it can't not be, it's going to be boring now. Well, unless unless Brock beats Roman in Saudi Arabia, I suppose. Yeah, that's going to be sad when Brock just demolishes Biggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you've got to feel as well, Sige, before we move on, feel that, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that maybe Bobby Lashley's going to get involved in this because they're going to, that's surely a rematch they'll hoy on Extreme Rules. Well, he either gets involved in the celebration or he distracts New Day and then they lose to the bloodline, which adds theoretical heat to what one presumes to be the raw main event for Extreme Rules, which has, at time of recording, no extreme stipulation. <laughs> Not as far as I know. <laughs> I saw someone online describe it as Extreme Rules hold the extreme. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it is. Look, they've got... If they had a bit of nouse about them, they could lay out this match, the six-man, and tease the idea... Again, Brock could win the the bloody belt in Saudi, making all of this irrelevant. But if, in fact, they don't do that, they could minimise and tease the living hell out of every Big E versus Roman interaction with the idea of, don't do too, too much in there. We want to sell the idea now that Roman's threatened by Big E, so that when you do eventually have this uh, Survivor Series title for title match, there's a little bit of juice to it. There's a little bit of build, but Brock's probably going over, so... Mm. Well, uh, talk about it being Extreme Rules at the weekend. It's go-home show, as I said, for, for, for Monday Night Raw. We'll talk more about uh, the women's title picture in due course here. But uh, I want to talk about the United States Championship match. At the, at the moment, it is Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Just quickly, actually, before we move on, what do you think of Sheamus's fundamentals, generally, Sid? Great for him. No. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, but, of course, Sheamus tonight is taking on uh, former 24-7 championship competitor, Jeff Hardy, uh, who literally lost a match against Damian Priest, I believe, last week. But anyway, if Jeff Hardy beats Sheamus, it becomes a triple threat at the pay-per-view, Hamlet. Uh, it has to, doesn't it? You can't show fans something that they might like the look of. Well, you can't, it's WWE, and then just hide it in a fire. Just have Sheamus beat him clean in three and a half minutes and be like, yeah, yeah we'd never want it in the first place. Nobody even mentioned a triple threat. It's, it's going to be. And I think Jeff Hardy, to his bizarre credit, has sort of worked his way into this match. Um, on another podcast we did, Cedric talked about WWE presenting the veneer of it being a meritocracy again because the champions at the top. Seems to me like people, somebody was impressed enough with Jeff Hardy's like decent but not amazing match with Damien Priest, which I liked, other than Priest being cast as this like snivelling fanboy. I, I thought the exchanges between them were like pretty good. And that seems to have gotten him into this. He's almost out of nowhere emerged as a challenger, despite the fact that he's just lost to the champion. Um, so yeah, I expect him to beat Sheamus and get into this. Maybe the match on Sunday will be better for it. I don't know. I didn't think there was much juice left in Damien Priest as Sheamus. So I'm not, I can't, I, this is the thing. I'm not critical of it. I'll just, I'm sorry. I'm like not doing backflips either. I can't go full Reggie for this story. because it's, <laughs> it's not terribly interesting, but 
maybe just maybe Jeff Hardy in the match is preferable to how it was originally. Don't apologize for not doing backflips. It's booking absolutely. <laughs> Sheamus has lost every single match he's had with Damian Priest, and he's had far too many of them to have the audacity to present this as a pay-per-view caliber match. I mean, it's not just the fact that it's boring or repeated. It's pointless under the parameters of the storyline because Damian Priest has beaten Sheamus clean in the middle. Move on. That's how these things should work. A new champ and a new contender should ascend in the wake of the guy who just beat. Otherwise, you're just in a loop, a fucking boring loop. Jeff Hardy is also a loser who has lost routinely, a loser who's lost routinely on television. He was, I was told the other week that he's a 24-7 guy, Jeff Hardy, and now he's in the mix for the US title. And it's like, well, he work. Should I track the wins of the other competitors on Raw to see who else could feasibly be in this match? And they're all losers. And this is a, a loser versus a loser. The winner, or the lesser of the losers, more accurately, goes on to Extreme Rules and has a match that I've seen before. And if one of the losers loses, then, then there's two losers in the, the Extreme Rules match. Look, a triple threat is the most... Are like the least boring and least samey feeling permutation you can possibly arrive at from these three men, and that's what we're going to get. And uh, I guess you can break, I just want to see a table break for Christ's sake. If I have to do my most solid wrestling night possible, like most WWE pay per views are, like at least can I see Jeff Holly do something stupid with his body? <laughs> We haven't we have, we have got a ladder match this week. Maybe they make it a triple threat ladder match for Jeff. I just for Jeff. I mean, he's I mean, he's got way too many in his life, but you know, it's Jeff. It's, like, uh, it's Jeff. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why united healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more so whether you're between jobs coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Uh, we've also got a title match on tonight's show, Hamlet, uh, Natalia and Tamina uh, versus Rhea Ripley and Nikki ASH, uh, following hot on the heels of that brilliantly botched match last week from Nikki and <laughs> uh, and uh, brilliant more more Natalia on that. <laughs> 
Um, a title retention here, or can the odd couple hold the titles, Hamlet? I need uh, Shotzi and Knox to be firing bins out of that tank because where's that title shot? Where's that title shot? Um, it's a crime that those two have got that belt, have got that uh, match after last week's disaster. Like, let's call it what it was. It was a disaster last week. Raw is theoretically, I know it's not the flagship of WWE anymore, but it's three hours long. It's been around forever and ever and ever. It's theoretically the biggest stage weekly with which to play your trade in pro wrestling. And that was an embarrassment. And yet we have a tag team title match. It's impossible to view these things with any prestige because the belts have almost never been booked well anyway, and they continue to not be here. Um, uh, the fact that the belts are on the line means we're probably not going to be allowed to skip it, and that's going to frustrate you. Maybe that's the enjoyment I'll get out of it. Maybe I want more botches because then you'll have to talk about them and Natalia. I shouldn't be getting my sport from this out of how miserable it'll make you on a Tuesday. But uh, we are where we are. What? What? do you expect on this podcast and what do WWE expect us to think about any of this? I mean, the losers, <laughs> the women's chat tag team champions are total chronic losers. That would lead me to think that they are going to lose this match because I see them lose all the time. But, you know, putting two people in a makeshift tag team is a program facilitator. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Let's move on. I mean, I'm, how can I possibly care about this? It's not a title match. Not a big, oh, big, big title drama. Who's going to win the coveted lucrative prize? I it's just, meaningless. Do Do you think they would have got a tag title match had the result actually gone the way I think they intended it to? I.e., I think Tamina was meant to win last week. Oh, Christ knows what she's meant to be doing at any given time. Where's <laughs> uh, Where's Knox and Shotzi? Where's yeah. their title shot? Yeah, exactly. I just... It's is this not happening? Is it possible that like last week that matched his amazing YouTube numbers because people went racing looking for the botch and now they've misunderstood that as engagement and think, oh, we've got to, got to run this back with the bills. Uh, it may well be that we get yet another odd couple tag team holding the tag team belts because, yeah, bollocks, just change it up. Give them someone else. They've lost all meaning since... You know, a certain tag team dropped them, and uh, I don't. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, right. Speaking of odd couple tag yeah. teams, um, recently split. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I mean, it's happened like four times, but this time it's definitely all over because they are going up against each other, Sage. And considering the fact that Shayna Baszler was the one who always got pinned when they're a tag team, uh, I can only see this going one way, and it's going the way of the incredibly dangerous worker. Well, you know. This match is really highly anticipated. You've got the most <laughs> feared, dangerous wrestler on the roster against a former MMA fighter. <laughs> in um, look, if Shayna Baszler emerges from this match unscathed, I'll give it four stars in the form that Nia Jack. I'm holding you to that. I'm going to give it four stars. Um, <laughs> I expect this to be dreadful. And it's like, it's just, it'll be a big indictment. Like the fact that Raw still exists is an, indict, an indictment. The fact that there's an indictment on every single show. This will be a particular indictment because if you consider how long they've been teaming together, how long there's been tension, there's been tension as long as they've been teaming because that's for whatever reason the story they've tried to tell, capital T. Like the amount of months that have gone into this, like a full year, if not, yeah, really, pretty, easy. Much, pretty much a full year. This is the big blow off. This is 
legitimately the closest thing WWE has to Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the length, in terms of how much TV time has been invested in it, in terms of the actual dynamic of the storyline. And it's not going to get over and no one's going to care and it's going to be rubbish and it's probably not going to go to a finish. And we might even get a stiffed up rematch at Extreme Rules. I'm not being funny. If any match or any programme, if you consider the things that used to matter but don't, so I don't even know why I still talk about this. If you consider the things that used to matter but don't, length of feud, like length, like the amount of times that people would be on TV, like the way in which this is combusted, like this, God, give them a stipulation and a feature match at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Come on, they've been at this for ages. I just can't believe the mega powers are going to explode on television instead of on pay-per-view. I'd have thought that they'd have saved the first match for Sunday, let alone the rematch. Um, I Like, I don't know. I'm not typically the more sadistic of the Dadleys, but as potentially accidentally violent as this one might be, I'm sort of into some sort of hideous weapons match with them at the weekend just to see how bad it can get, just to see how rotten it can get giving these two chairs, sticks, whatever. Like, it just, there's nothing left in the feud, so why not just see how hard the other one can hit one with? I just, like, why is this even happening? How many weeks in a row have we had matches where I've said to you two, who's the baby face in this feud? Oh, I hate them both. Everyone hates them both. Or more accurately, everyone's not interested in either. Last week we had... Naya versus Charlotte, I think. Yeah. Maybe no, maybe maybe yeah, Shayna. Versus... Shayna Charlotte last week. Shayna Charlotte last week. The week before that was Naya versus Charlotte. I, 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 who am I cheering on? I mean, I'm cheering on Shayna out of these two, but even so, I don't know who I'm supposed to be supporting. You say Charlotte there, like she's in the title program with Alexa, exactly the same problem, identical problem, um, for the title match. And we're if we're assuming that like Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler gets added to Sunday's show, that's what like. I would say, well, that's both matches from the women's division. That could be, they might get a tag title match added as well. That'd be all three matches where there's no clear baby face in any of those, any at all. And yet they're just going to, like, they'll just expect the fans to make noise regardless. And if they don't, they'll press the noise button. Well, uh, let's conclude uh, by talking about the women's, Raw Women's uh, Championship picture. Of course, Charlotte Flair defending the title against Alexa Bliss, surprisingly over Alexa Bliss uh, last week, of course. Uh, this week, though, Charlotte Flair heads to Alexa, Alexa's playground and Hamlet. Do you think that means we're going to see Charlie? Or hang on, <laughs> no, no. No, or wait a second, give me a second. I'm just gonna open the. No. There we go. We got there in the end. Uh... <laughs> oh, to, what, is that actually a question? You like have I don't know what the hell's gonna happen when she goes to the swing set. If I say if I say your name, will you sit there politely while I spend a couple of minutes doing my bit? And that's <laughs> raw. Like it's just yeah. Um what she did last week code red, didn't she? Alex listed some wrestling moves again and people responded to the pro wrestler that lays dormant within this hideous non-spate gimmick. Um <laughs> so more more of that, maybe, because I just like your hot crowds reacting to the thing they paid to watch, um, instead of well, two kinds of dolls. Uh, 3,000 of those unused <laughs> soiled, shop soiled chocolate orange lily dolls that they've put blonde wigs on to repurpose as Charlie's. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, aye. Um, let's just get to the frigging pay-per-view. Like we've talked about, there, there is, for a change, quite a bit of advertised stuff on this role. 
Um, so for a change, we don't necessarily need to spend too much time on the speculative things such as what Charlotte's going to do in Alexa's playground. No. Hopefully not not that much because we can fill the time with the advertised content. Oh, you, uh, now that you bring it up, what happened the last time this TV show advertised as many things as it has advertised for tonight? What happened? Scrapped half of them? Yeah. Not scrap like two thirds. So what are we even doing here? Now, what am I even doing here? Um, but the segment's going to be awful. Everything involving Alexa Bliss is. Um, Charlotte Flair. It's one of those things where it's like the Jim Ross thing from Dynamite when something goes wrong, and like, oh, Jim Ross didn't sell that, or he took it on it on Dynamite. It's like, well, hi, fair play. He's got to retain his authority. And that matters more in the long run than him pretending to like something that was just so rubbish that no fan was even going to believe that it was good. Like, Charlotte Flair should be, like, using that cards of political sway and just no-selling this. How can you no-sell for a doll and be taken seriously at all? Um, So I'm going to probably enjoy this from a... You do you. From an actual halfway intriguing... Who's going to play their political cards tonight? You know, <laughs> I'm not going to be involved, involved in the story at all. I want to see the extent to which Charlotte Flair will absolutely refuse to play along with the idea that she's meant to be a little bit spooked by the doll. Um, so I'm going to look forward to it on that basis. And that basis alone, you can follow me at Adam Sidgwick. I was going to conclude there by saying, in terms of ratings, obviously this is a shameless attempt to grab at the ratings in a week where AEW, of course, coming from, from Arthur Ashe, meant to be a huge show, of course, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, main event. Uh, will it serve the purpose? The annoying thing is, if it does do well, if it does do, I don't know, two million, for example. That. Yeah, but if it does, that'll be, not. It may, you know, it may in reality be because, oh, Big E's WWE champion now, and I want to see what this, you know, this new era looks like. But if it does go over two million, it'll probably be Roman Reigns who gets all the credit. But how do you see it doing this week? Uh, not particularly well. Roman Reigns alone doesn't move those SmackDown numbers to any like appreciable extent. Not a needle mover. Uh, no, not really. He's uh, been helped enormously in recent months by the Becky Brock Cena trifecta. Um, so if you get one of them on the show, maybe. But I don't think Roman's going to. I think was it one point six and a point what in the demo last week? Yeah, it's point four. No, I want to say point four, but I might have just made that up in my head. Point four nine or something. Um, I think it might improve on that marginally through the novelty of Roman, but like, Jesus Christ, like, I think people see quite enough of him on SmackDown. I don't think he's like he's not like a special attraction draw. Like, if you like Roman Reigns, you're probably even y'all probably thinking you get your lot. Mm. Would you I, 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 for one, well, this won't seem popular on the surface. I, for one, welcome Monday Night Raw beating Grand Slam in both the viewership and demo so that all the disgusting dweebs that are currently saying how it shouldn't be about being tribal can say the exact same thing on Friday. Listen, it doesn't matter that Grand Slam lost. It's not about being tribal. It's just a great week to be a wrestling fan. I welcome them having the energy that they've got currently for it being so great to be a wrestling fan if and when Monday Night Raw beats Dynamite, which it won't because it's lame. Now, the, those tweets seem to go quite quiet when that result occurs. So let's have some of that if Roman Reigns gets the big W over that that ex-WWE guy that's wrestling Kenny Omega on Wednesday night. Let's hear it from them then. 
Slanks. Very intriguing week ahead. Uh, but let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Suggest something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review on Raw instead of a god-awful segment. Although, yeah, we'll be talking about the Alexis Playground and probably that bloody tag match. So, here we go. Uh, anyway... Um, what Cool Dressing, wherever you get your podcast from, our reviews of SmackDown and AEW Rampage are available right now, and our review of Raw will be out tomorrow. But for now, my thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.